I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we got your mailbag questions coming up in just a minute. Rick Stroud with Derek Sharp. Day two with D Sharp. This is kind of a nice treat. Steve Burson will be back tomorrow. You're pulling, what, triple, quadruple duty with your regular jobs? What do we got going on here today? Uh, I would say it's just double duty right now because if football season was this week, uh, it would definitely be triple. Um, we're going to actually have some pretty cool changes uh, to the, the the radio side of things as far as the coaches show goes. And I know oh, yeah? I, I know I'm going to be a little bit more involved than just mixing the audio. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun to do. And then play by play again. If there was like a a soccer match on Tuesday night. Then yes, but tre- technically, if you were get hitting me up uh, later in the week, we we definitely be triple duty because we're doing women's soccer live on the air Thursday, and then volleyball from Emily Friday, volleyball from Yingling Center on Saturday, and then next week is you know football broadcast. Those first ones, uh, there's a little bit more into getting that stuff on the air and making it sound good for that first broadcast. Uh, once you get it up and running the first time, it it's almost like riding a bike the rest of the way, but. Uh, Things can go wrong. Not that they will. They never do. But, uh, yeah, it gets it gets real busy. I'm uh, Bulls Unlimited, especially when we get into the actual game week. So do we have something to announce with Alex Golish's uh, I tell you. Know, I tell you. Show ya. or, like, what the venue or what, what, what cool things might be? Oh, anything? I, I will announce that there will be an announcement soon. How about that? <laughs> um, big time. <laughs> You're like one of those big time programs. <laughs> That's why you have to listen to Bulls Beat with Derek That's Sharp. Right. Next airing Wednesday morning. By then, we might have the official word. But uh, the, nice. I tell you what, we might have it. A, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but we could get some more clarity on their quarterback. Golish yeah. is actually going to speak at a press conference Tuesday late morning. And believe me, if he announces anything like that, we'll we'll jump on the air with it. But uh, yeah, the coaches show is going to have some tweaks. It's all going to be good stuff. It's going to be more video oriented. So I got to keep my, I got to get a haircut on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, let me, ask, let me ask you this. Cause I, cause <laughs> you know, I, there are, there are parts of coaches shows that, that people still do that, that I think, you know, they're, they're a little cliche, but they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, will there be calls involved to Coach <laughs> no, Golish at all? Man, no freaking nothing way. Live? No okay, freaking right way. We because might. We're, we're going to surprise no, him, but nothing, not with calls. Seriously, there was nothing better. Oh yeah, I got to hear flipping this. Flipping on the old <laughs> AM radio, right, and live from name the chicken place. Um, <laughs> the the coach would be sitting there, cluckers, and it it'd be like, "Hi, this is," uh, and I'm not. I'm not rapping on Bartow or anything here. Really, I'm not. But, you know, we do live in the South, so and football is religion. So it would be like, hey, this is uh, Johnny here and uh, Bartow. And uh, I just want to say, uh, Coach, uh, uh, in this case, Coach, Coach Golish, um, listen, I think your boys are doing a heck of a job. I'll hang up and listen. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you notice how calls sort of just went away from coaches' shows. Man, I'm sure yeah. there are still some that have them, but uh, it yeah. got – forget USF. It was even back in the WDAE days where we, we ran the uh, – whoever the Gator coach was at the time. And oh, I, yeah. I got nervous any time I heard a caller come on like – 
you can really just put a coach on blast. And uh, they, if you'll notice in general, don't allow for that anymore to happen. But, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, if you go back and watch the TV show Friday Night Lights, it's a pretty good example because it's you know high school <laughs> football in Texas, and they've got those mock, just like you did, phone calls yeah. uh everything and everything's so damn serious and, and especially oh, on yeah. that show like over the top like coach uh, you need to get it going <laughs> you know there's a long line of people that would love your job I'm like okay that's exactly i'm sure right. i'm sure that's how they do it in Lugerville we, we've whatever. gotten off on a tangent but i love this tangent a little bit and believe me we're gonna get to the box and we're gonna get to the raise and all that but just quickly yeah, don't worry one of the one of the greatest experiences like back in the day uh i, I no longer do this and i'm not upset about it but we would go to the senior bowl in mobile alabama and and for no other reason but sometimes there would be uh well we went there because we got to see the prospects and the bucks were always drafted in the top five but neither neither here nor there but we would sometimes drive uh between venues where they would be practicing they used to have two different practice locations which was weird i flip on the radio and the guy that uh would be talking about auburn or alabama was Paul Feinbaum, who of course is now on ESPN, and he's the you know the expert in SEC and all that. And his show was hilarious. Of course, they had chronic callers, one of which is since deceased, I think. Um, but one call after another, man, it was just the vitriol was dripping off the radio, and I never could figure out how he did, how he kept this straight face. But oh, he just, loved it. Oh, it was so good. He just sit back. It was attack after. I'm telling you, these Auburn people, they need to rot in hell. You know, it's just like, <laughs> and it would, I was like, what is this? It was a, my first introduction to like, you know, just absolute uh, hatred SEC rivalries in Alabama. Um, well, but well, they were they were good times. I tell you, yeah, the uh, Golish is gonna. We, we are going to have. Let me just put it this way. Uh, room for surprises, but I can pretty much nice. guarantee that phone calls won't be one of them. It could be a in studio or in this case in, in the indoor performance facility guest that kind of thing. There um, you go. But yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it, and that that all gets going next week. Well, speaking of surprises, that's called a segue. Derek taught me that. <laughs> uh, I guess this wasn't a very big one, but um, the Bucks have already begun to trim their roster ever so slowly. And they waived one former Georgia star, Rodrigo Blankenship, um, the place kicker, after he went one for three uh, during Saturday night's 13-6 to preseason win against the Jets. He missed a couple of tries, one from 32, one from 55 yards. He connected on a 35-yard field goal in the second quarter. Um, this guy, I mean, you remember uh, him uh, with the national championship uh, run there, and, and um, I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure Bacon Mayfield still won't talk to him, even though they were teammates for a little while. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, and it's weird, too, because McLaughlin and him have been in the same places like two or three different times in both times in Indianapolis. And um, but Chase has made all his kicks in the preseason. He has three extra point tries. He made a 48 yard field goal on Saturday. And so, uh, you know, these guys just kind of take the tour and move on to the next team, but it looks like Chase will be the guy. And they wanted a guy who had a longer leg than Ryan Suckup, which is why Suckup uh, is, as far as I know, not in the league right now. Um, but they need those guys that can, uh, you know, kick it from 50 yards plus on occasion or, you know, that's the one thing McLaughlin's like 17 to 21 lifetime from 50 yards plus, which well, is really, really good. That's good. So because um, so, now we obviously realize with, with Todd Bowles, man, once you – 
across that you know 35 yard line he's thinking three mm-hmm. he's thinking three <laughs> there you go yeah just get three baby that's going to be the mantra of the year 19 um, to 14 is how we're going to win this baby hey 13 13 to what was it 13, 13 to 6, to six yeah that's could have, could have been 16 as, to 6 you know as lovey smith said that's get, buck ball get rid of that guy the whole plan was 16 to 6 that's uh, right. yeah yeah i actually have always been a fan of mclaughlin not that i have a lot of kicker, kickers that I reside in their fan club, but uh, yeah, I mean that's a solid guy right there. He's solid, and and uh, eleven teams he has been with now, and I got him to name them all in order, and he did it. I was impressed <laughs> because he's able to go through. You know, I was, I was here three months and four months there. I go, you must have a really understanding wife, <laughs> and he does. Um, but yeah, so good for him. Congratulations. But there are other battles that uh, will be. Sort of fun to watch, I think, on Saturday night when they wrap up the preseasons against the Baltimore Ravens. And, yes, we think we will see some starting players in this game, their only game that they will maybe make a cameo or two. Um, we won't know till today, perhaps today, uh, if Todd Bowles will share with us what the quarterback plan is, maybe not for the season, but at least for this game. He wouldn't even do that on Sunday. So he had to meet with his coaches first. But by now they probably know who's going to start the game. I'm going to bet it's Baker. I'm going to go on a limb here. I think it might be Baker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll see. And then, you know, there are some decisions to make. One of the battles, and I, I think both these guys will make the team, but I'm um, not exactly sure. Of course, we know Rashad White is the starting running back, and he has not played, but maybe, maybe he sees some action on um, on Saturday. But the running back, the backup running back is interesting because – this kid, Sean Tucker, man, who, you know, had like more than 2,500 yards his final two seasons at Syracuse. Then he had a heart condition that kept him from working out for scouts and um, kind of resulted in him not being drafted. He was cleared uh, for training camp. He missed the OTAs and all that, but he's made up for his lost time. And um, the other night he rushed seven times for 37 yards. He had three catches for 18. Uh, felt really good. The game before he had a touchdown called back. And, um, you know, he, he shows – a little explosion. He's got natural vision. Um, there's just a lot to like about this guy. And the biggest thing, he's productive. And Keyshawn Vaughn, who's been here, you know, this is going on his third or fourth year out of Vanderbilt. Um, and some of this is not his problem, but boy, the numbers are horrible. Uh, he had four uh, rushes uh, the other day. Um, no, right. four yards. Not yeah. rushes. Four <laughs> yards on seven on four, seven four, four rushes for seven yards is bad enough. He flipped it. Yeah, I flipped it, and it's, it's actually four yards and seven attempts, and then that was the first preseason game. But he only topped that or didn't uh, the next time when he rushed four times for minus eight yards against yeah. the Jets. So uh, not a lot of good tape to show, at least as far as the game goes. Um, and then they got Chase Edmonds, who I think, you know, Edmonds you're going to see a whole lot of because he's sort of that third down back. I mean, they can throw it to Rashad, who's got great hands. Um, but there's going to be, you know, you need more than one running back. So there's going to be some situational deals, two minutes, some other things where they may want to give him a break and play Chase, Chase Edmonds, who's kind of like uh, the veteran of the group. He's only played five seasons, but he's he's in that role um, where he can, you know, be their third down back. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, they've got uh, another decision to make at the nickel corner, which is always a very important job. Right. You know, you know, last year, Derek, they took Antoine Winfield Jr., who was a pro bowler at safety and they kind of they kind of had him in a dual role you know on first and second down um, sometimes all three downs they put him down in the slot where Ronnie Barber played and he really impacted the game in more ways like because he could 
you know, tackle for losses. He he went up against guys and getting in the run game. He blitzed, had a number of sacks, um, and then he could still, you know, kind of cover tight ends and and running backs and things. But uh, it, he paid a, he paid a price because he's not the biggest guy in the world. Neither is Ronnie Barber, but for some reason Barber was just like unbreakable. Um, and so Winfield got hurt and missed a number of games, and and they also did not get as many interceptions on the back end. And you know, quite frankly, they they got to get you know, more guys back there uh, making plays on the ball. So they're going to preserve Winfield's health first and foremost and move him back to free safety. So that creates an opening at nickel. And um, there's really a couple guys I think that it's coming down to, but D Delaney, who's been here, D Delaney is one of these guys they picked up a couple years ago off waivers and he can do anything. He's played corner, he's played safety, and now he's playing that big nickel position. He had an interception. He had that, that one that he picked off his shoot tops in the end zone could have had two, but a penalty called it back. Um, and so, you know, he's doing a really good job sort of at that nickel position. And then they got this Christian Eisen, who was a rookie from Rutgers and, of course, trained by Greg Schiano. Um, there's a lot of good Rutgers players in the NFL, and he's very physical. Um, he's picked up the scheme really quickly, uh, very cerebral, as some coaches like to say. Uh, and I think he has a lead over Josh Hayes, who they also also drafted Geno Hayes' nephew uh, that's competing for that. So so that nickel you know, nickel position could be decided. And I put down, uh, if you want to read this article, you can on Tempe Times and Tempe.com. I think center is a big battle because I'm eliminating Ryan Jensen altogether. Oh. I mean, he has not practiced. He, he didn't make the trip up there to New Jersey. I don't know if he doesn't play this week and forget about playing. If he doesn't practice this week, you're getting really close to the opener. I'm not sure how he's going to make it in time for Minnesota. Wow. Uh, so status quo is the phrase that Bowles used just a couple days ago, and sounds like status quo. Yeah, which quo is really hellacious. status no is what it means. <laughs> there it's you status go. no, you know, like Man. as in it's a no-go. Um, um, and, and look, I, I'm not going to rap on the guy. He did something that was extraordinary, that he, he, he t- tore three knee ligaments and somehow – he played a playoff game. I don't think he played very well, but he got out there, which was remarkable. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to find out if, if this method, which hasn't been tried for this type of injury really before at the NFL level that I'm aware of, but getting stem cells from, you know, uh, umbilical cords of cesarean babies in Antigua seems a little far-fetched to me, a little out there. But I had not heard of that. Yeah, that's that's sort of what he did. Um, but so far it hasn't allowed him to even practice a year after the injury, which is not a good sign. So, so really you're down to Robert Hainsey who started all the regular season games a year ago and Nick Leverett, who's moved from guard to center. And I think this game will decide it. I think Hainsey might have the edge, even though the system helps Leverett, uh, with some of the things they're doing. And then wide receiver, we know Godwin, we know Evans, um, Devin Tompkins is on this team as a return guy, if nothing else. But yeah, Trey Palmer, I think is 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 pushed, if not gone ahead for the number three receiver in this group. But then Rickham Jarrett uh, did really really well, got his first action, three catches, 84 yards against the Jets, had a 36 yarder. David Moore's got the most experience; he's in his fifth year. Uh, came over from Seattle, knows the offense. Then you got Kalon Geiger, who's kind of struggled with some drops. Tay Barber looked good; he had 26 yard catch. So there, the spots are really. I think it's down to just five, and if you carry six or seven will depend on special teams, really, and um, also other positions. Do you want four tight ends, three tight ends? Do you want 
you know, eight defensive back, like all the, all the math kind of is a sliding scale, but there are some, uh, some interesting battles to watch in addition to what we hope will be maybe some starters playing in this game on, uh, on Saturday. That's always fascinating to me how it just does seem like every NFL team goes with the same, you know, set of numbers by grouping. You just mentioned how, you know, the other day their number three quarterback went out and I'm thinking, you mean with all the room on an NFL roster, there wasn't a fourth guy available? That's crazy, right? They should have, they could have easily carried a fourth quarterback. I mean, there's no doubt that they could have. Um, I think they felt so ingrained that that one and two were taken care of that. And, and they love, uh, they love what they love the room. They love what they had, um, you know, because, you got a guy that's come over from the Rams that knew the offense. that's not going to challenge one or two, uh, but then he gets hurt. And now, now you're down to just two quarterbacks. So that'll be something to watch. Um, it looks like everybody's going to be okay um, in the, in the long term. but, but uh, they got a couple weeks to, to recover um, as well. So yeah, that's, that's kind of been something to watch. Um, By the same token, when you were just talking about, you know, as far as looking at the running backs, um, is it just is it just three for a team, or can they keep a fourth? Or is it usually the practice squad situation? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, you can keep four. And and, and the biggest thing again that really decides that fourth running back if you keep them is special teams. Okay. Do you have a guy in that group that's a gunner? Do you have a guy who can cover kicks? That's really what it comes down to. If they're going to give you a helmet on Sunday and you're not starting, you have to play teams. Because the guys that are starting, they don't want playing teams. So, you know, you've got so many of them with, with the kick coverages, um, you know, the return games, all that stuff. And so, you, you know, and that's where Keyshawn did, did himself a, a solid a year ago because he turned himself into a, a pretty reputable um, coverage guy and would go down and make tackles and, and uh, do some things in a return game. And if you needed him to, he could even return a kickoff for you. But... Um, I'm not sure, you know, it just depends on what they think about the run game. Now, a lot of this stuff, again, he's getting hit in the backfield because there's penetration in the middle of the offensive line. That's not really on the running back. Um, but he's been the guy that's, uh, been dropped behind the line of scrimmage more than anybody. But yeah, I, I think, I think you probably would have four on the roster just because, you know, one of those guys could, could easily get hurt. And then you're down to two and that that's not a comfortable number if you have special teams because that one of those guys are already playing teams and you couldn't do that if, if there were just two running backs so um, my guess is they'll keep four uh, especially these four um, you know because they they like uh, they like what they have in the group but it'll be interesting to see just sort of how they shake out and what the order is as they uh, as they get to play games so uh, like I mentioned the Bucks will be back at practice uh, these next couple days uh, you know, today, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and you know, we'll kind of see what their plans are going forward with everything. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. We got some mailback questions about the bucks. We'll get to in just a second, but first I want to tell you guys that, you know, it's hurricane season in Florida. Of course you do. But the good news is that you can keep the power on without breaking the bank. And that's with solar battery backup power. There is no fuel cost to run it. No generator noise, no annual maintenance costs, and May Electric Solar, that's right, our sponsors, offer a 15-year warranty on their solar battery backup. Plus, with solar battery backup, you save hundreds of dollars each month. If you lose power on a, a generator and you crank that thing on, it can cost you over $2,000 a week to run. I think I'd rather let candles, Derek. i got to be <laughs> honest with you. The solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit for new systems, 
And for adding battery to your existing Enphase solar system, you also get that discount. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we got some raise uh, updates coming up in just a minute. We got questions in the mailbag, some of them, uh, maybe some concerning the Bucks. I can't imagine what people have to ask, but let's get started. <laughs> well, you think it's all about quarterback. A lot of people are just wanting to cut to the chase of, you know, are the Bucks going to make the playoffs? So there you uh, go. a lot of it is, <laughs> is coach related. Um, yeah. One Bucks fan flat out asked it, do you believe the Buccaneers can make the playoffs? And then there's what if Bulls has a mediocre year, like nine and eight, and they don't make the playoff or gets a wild card and loses, will he get another year? So, I mean, it's just like uh, bottom yeah. line in those cases. What do you think? Your your prediction, Rick? So, uh, where are we going with first? Are they going to make the playoffs or is Bulls going to survive? <laughs> Let's say, I, I guess, if one, then the other, right? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Um, the playoffs, playoffs, um, how do I say this? <laughs> N O is that the word you're looking for? Well, uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, look, the only reason I would give them a puncher's chance, there's a couple reasons actually. One would be the division, which I'm convinced is not great. Now, would it shock me if New Orleans goes out and wins 12 or 13 games? Not really. Um, not with that schedule. Not playing in this division. And Derek Carr would have to play really, really well, obviously. But, you know, Derek, there's pl plenty of examples of quarterbacks, even one right here in Tampa Bay this last three years, that change teams and they're, re they're reinvigorated. You know, uh, a Derek Carr, I think, is a fine player and has done some nice things. But I think that the Raiders organization is dysfunctional at best. And I think he took the blame and, and probably didn't get a whole lot of help for a long, long time. Uh, and then they bring Devontae Adams over, and then they decide they're done with him before the season was over. Not Devontae Adams, but uh, Derek Carr, which is weird. And so now he, he goes for the first time in his career to a new place, and there's you know pretty good fan base, really good team, I think, aging team, one that um, might be past its prime in some spots. Um, but in this division, if Derek Carr, he could easily be the best quarterback in the division, and it's a coach-quarterback league. So all these teams in the NFC South were just one game different last year. There was, you know, the Bucks were eight and nine. Everybody else was a game behind them in the division. I look at Carolina, and you know, if 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 the rookie quarterback uh, Young ends up being on the All Rookie Team or a Pro Bowler, they got a shot. Their defense is good. Um, they can do some things on offense, but I think it's going to be a big learning curve for him, and, and he's. He's a smart kid, and he sees the field well. He's small. I don't know how that's going to translate. I don't know how good they are up front in front of him. Um, so that'll be something to watch. I don't know that he has all that great a receiver. Probably have better receivers at Alabama, uh, for sure, than he than he does Carolina. <laughs> you know, might have a better team, to be honest with you. Oh, um, you know, so there's that. Uh, but he's a winner, and, and I think he'll figure it out. It could be a Jalen Hurts thing where it takes him a year before he starts hitting his stride, but – um, and then, you know, Atlanta, look, it's, it's, it's the third year under Arthur Smith. We know he just wants to run the ball. Um, they've got a young quarterback, too, in Desmond Ritter, who's played four games and has gone two and two. And one of those games, the Bucks more or less pulled everybody and they tanked. So I don't know what they have in Desmond. And, and Arthur needs to win and win now. Their defense isn't that much better than it's been. 
Um, but they'll be in it. You know, they'll they'll do some stuff. And but none of those teams are overly impressive. So yeah, the Bucks the Bucks are two time defending champions. They absolutely could win this division. They're going to need luck as far as injury goes. They're going to need their offensive line to gel quickly. I don't think they'll be playing great football in the beginning. I think that this team, if it's going to hit its stride, will be sometime around mid to late October um, after the bye week, of course, which is in week five. they got to survive the first four games, and then I give them a chance. But to sit here and go, yeah, they're a playoff team. No. Yeah, you just said that all three years under Brady. You're not going to say it now. However, I don't think they're also number 31, which I've seen, in, in some uh, rankings uh, out there by some national pundits. I think they're much better than that. Interesting. Uh, and then do you want to get into uh, the bowl thing, or is that too yeah, early? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, no, it's not. I mean, he's, his seat is hot. He knows it. Um, even though you would like to get some, you know, some credit for winning a division, it's only their seventh banner, if you can believe that, Derek. They, they've hung seven division titles in the history of the franchise. Okay, and he's it's got actually one of them more now. than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so well, say, yeah. <laughs> more on that when we get yeah. to the race. By the way, <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a tease for you. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, you know, you'd like to get credit for it, but then again, he's had one winning season in his career in five, and uh, I know they're eight and nine. They kind of like gave up, you know, the last game sort of to keep guys healthy, but um, you know, you have to win, and he knows that, and and so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult year because you're trying to thread a needle and and win games while you're also ridding yourself of a ton of salary cap and a lot of veteran players, but there's still pieces and guys that have won Super Bowls. And I'll say this: there's a lot of pissed off guys over there that feel like and they love Tom Brady, love Tom Brady. He put rings on their fingers, and for many of them, he gave them big contract extensions. Tom Brady is the rainmaker. He lifts everybody, including the guys that cover them because just look at the number of people that read our stuff when he was here. But aside from that, um, there's a part of them that say, Hey, wait a minute. So if this was all Tom Brady, like, so he's not playing anymore and we stink, you know, like it, it's a team sport last time we checked. And there's a lot of champions that, that, you know, made a lot of plays to help us win that Super Bowl. but because he's gone, we're just awful. And so they've got chips. They got chips, man. They got chips on their shoulders. And it sounds trite because you're a professional athlete. Do you really need motivation? Yeah, yeah, you do. And so um, a lot of these guys feel slighted, and and um, I think they're out to prove that it wasn't just Tom Brady, if that makes sense. Well, then this mailbag uh, sender inner is going to not be one of those people, or the, the, <laughs> no, those uh, players aren't going to go along with what he says because Buck Tank. Uh, says, uh -huh. why does everyone seem to tiptoe around how poorly Brady played last year, except for some last-minute wins? He was great and won us the Super Bowl, but last yeah. year he was poor, didn't trust the line. So how is it crazy to think the Bucks could actually have better play at quarterback this year from last year? Is that crazy? It, it, it well. Not a better player in on, general, it, it, but it, it, better play. It, yeah, it depends on what how you define better quarterback play. If you if you're saying to me that Baker Mayfield is going to win more games, is that possible? Yes. Um, he's going to also take a hell of a lot more sacks, which was 22. It was the fewest in the league, but we know he had a bad offensive line. But Brady did dump the ball, get rid of it in less than 2.2 seconds because he was not going to take a hit. So they'll be they'll be maybe some chances to make bigger plays down the field simply because the scheme is different. Um, there'll be some protection within the scheme. 
Um, a lot of the rollouts and bootlegs, of, you know, they'll 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 be out there by themselves and um, you know and have a chance to maybe make more more big plays. So I, I it, it's going to look totally different. But listen, there's there's no better quarterback that ever lived on a planet than Tom Brady, and I think he did a lot of things that people won't give him credit for um, that enabled them to to hang in there. I mean, the guy had five of the seven wins. He had five fourth quarter comebacks in fourth quarter or overtime. I mean, you know, uh, he he was what they had in games that they trailed by a lot. Um, did he play great? No. I think he'd be the first to tell you. I mean, the dude never had a losing season in his career. And, you know, the numbers were certainly down in some areas, but he still had a really good touchdown interception ratio. He protected the ball. He didn't take sacks. He didn't make negative plays. And he gave that team that wasn't that good a chance and they did in fact win the division so um can baker do all of that or can kyle trask do all of that i don't know but but there is an element that says you know a couple things one we think and we'll see where this baker uh, law action or action with attorneys against what looks to be a couple members of his family that he lost 12 million dollars to we'll see if that impacts him but we i mean tom was physically impacted and as well as emotionally clearly by by the divorce he was served the second day of training camp he hmm. lost 20 pounds yeah. in front of us wow and so there were guys on that football team and in the coaching staff that were worried about his his health they thought if this guy you know is not um armored up the way he needs to be and he might actually get really hurt so um a lot was going on uh, you know behind the scenes that didn't actually make for uh, you know, a very good Sundays or Monday nights. And, and so that, that element looks like it's removed unless, like I said, unless Baker's distracted about this other thing. So in many ways, um, younger players at quarterback, a little more mobility, they're going to be able to pick up three or four first downs a game with their legs. That's huge. That gives you three more plays each time you do that. So, but, but I'm never going to say, oh, this is, this is better than, than any year Tom Brady. That, that's simply stupid. Um, <laughs> but, 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 there are, but there are elements to the game with a more youthful quarterbacks that will look better. And one of those will be that they are not um, going to be pumping the ball out of there in 2.1 seconds. Now, sometimes they need to be. Um, but, but I think that uh, there'll be an opportunity for things downfield. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, thanks for your mailbag questions. Of course, you can send that to us anytime you do that by uh, hitting us up on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. The Tampa Bay Rays are back in action, back, back, back at home at the Trop against the not-so-good Colorado Rockies. And uh, that, you know, look, they're well-rested, Derek, because this team, because of the approaching hurricane, played a doubleheader on Sunday, haven't played since. And so at least the pitching staff that remains anyway, after all the various Tommy John surgeries, including the one that's in coming with uh, Shane McClanahan, they, they are very rested and have everybody lined up to go that they need. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, you had two 
basic uh, pushback days on a couple of their pitchers. Uh, yeah. The Tommy John was official for Shane McClanahan. Uh, that was uh, actually on Monday, and he's yeah. not going to be back until 2025. Looking at Colorado, uh, worst record in the NL. Thank God for them. Kansas City and Oakland are way worse, but uh, third mm-hmm. worst record in the league at 48 and 76. And the Rays have set it up for a another bullpen day on Thursday, game three. So they're they're going to take a smart approach because after that, it's a I think I want to say 23 games in 24 day stretch. So if you're wondering why, uh, with the chance to just have normal rest, that these guys are getting additional rest, especially Tyler uh, Glass now and Zach Elflin, that's why because of what's coming down the road. And if you're wondering, and everybody is, uh, what the update was to uh, Wander Franco, they thought man, there might be some um, some talks or some something about his status that would happen on Monday, but it's, it carried over until today, uh, and it's not going to really change the outcome much. He's expected to stay sidelined, whether that's an extension of his stay on the restricted list or maybe they put him on the administrative lead, uh, leave. But, uh, you know, there's there's not – any resolution, at least with respect to Major League Baseball. Um, and there's there's a lot of things they could do or the baseball could do. They're still looking into it. Um, he's also being investigated in the Dominican Republic by what is the National Agency for Boys, Girls, and Adolescents and Family and Gender Violence Unit. So he's got problems in both countries, um, which is not really great. But uh, – uh, of course, we know he had mutually agreed to go on the restricted list, and and he didn't take the West Coast trip. So now you have the MLB and the union kind of running processes at the same time, and you know it's uh, it's it, it's not a good place to be, but it, it's part of the process that uh, he's going to have to go through, you know, to try to uh, get a resolution to all this. In the meantime. Um, you know, the Rays have done some things like distancing themselves from Franco. They've removed um, highlights of his play from TV commercials that air during the games. They've mm-hmm. taken the large banner uh, that was on the rotunda in Tropicana Field. That has to be, you know, they, they, I don't know what the resolution of this will be, okay? But, you know, all of that is is very, very emotional uh, to, to, to Wander, obviously, and, and, and certainly to the fans. So... Uh, it's tough, but like the Rays are home through the weekend. They got the Rockies, as you mentioned, Tuesday through Thursday, and then the Yankees come to town, and they're playing about as bad as any team in baseball. <laughs> Will they be able they to eliminate horrible. them from playoff contention? Possibly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Possibly. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it's going. Sixty and sixty-four, so they're they're not yeah. lost dreadful, like eight nine in a row or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that'll be the the ultimate turnaround because. I don't know how Yankee fans usually show up at the trap, but will they no, be there this time? Maybe not so many this yeah. time. That's right. It's funny how yeah. that works. How do you like us now? Hey, uh, yeah, with, they probably with the with the whole Wander and Shane uh, material uh, things materializing. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Topkin for his article that he did because he really went back and brought up some memories that I had completely forgotten about. But when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, that was bad. Uh, the, the the whole gist of the article was, was that the worst week ever in Rays history? And I would say, mm. after reliving some of these other weeks, no. Uh, first of all, they won more games than they lost. Um, right. Now, he also mentioned also their, their most heavily used reliever, Kevin Kelly, is going to miss a couple weeks, sprained ankle, and 
Uh, they also had uh, Manny Margot going to be out three to four weeks. So at least those aren't longer term injuries. But man, oh man, I'd forgotten very early on in the same week, Quentin McCracken crashed into the outfield wall in 99, tore an ACL. Rolando mm. Rojo basically started having the shoulder injury that would end things for him. And then, mm. and then Tony Saunders, which is one of the worst things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, God. I don't even want to go into it. But, uh, yeah, broken arm yeah. while pitching. Uh, but then I also hearken back to the magical uh, couple of weeks in 2002 where Hal McRae's Devil Rays, um, first of all, they had a 15-game losing streak, which is the franchise record. And during it, they got no hit by the great Derek Lowe with Boston. Then lost three straight games when they were ahead with two outs in the ninth. Oh, my God. That's really? a bad week. Yep. <laughs> That's not good, man. Ended up 55 That's... and 106 that season. Oh, McCray. And then uh, there was some stuff involving Namoli in there, and uh, they also – Did he some... rank these? Did he rank them like one through No, he just sort of put them in, in chronological order. But, uh, okay. uh, yeah, I would vote for no hit and then – Three straight games. No hit and three two. straight walk off. Yeah, Ooh, that's a bad. There's some. There's that's some bad. Lou Pinella in there ripping the uh, Stuart Sternberg-led ownership group for. I got to get into my uh, Lou Pinella voice for not caring yeah. about the present team, and I would no longer take responsibility for this. That was a terrible <laughs> impression. That was more like Jack Back Harris. To the pitching coach. Uh, Jack Harris, Lou Pinella. Sorry about that. It's been a while. It's been a while. There is a little Jack Harris and Lupinella when you okay, think about it. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that because I, I completely combined them. And then, uh, of course, the same week when both that uh, Joe Madden character and that Andrew Friedman character took other jobs. And oh, God. That could have yeah. been, been a tricky time. Of course, as we know, Kevin Cash has done pretty well for himself, so I would say that was not the yeah, worst. Yeah, they, they managed to they managed to make a great save there. They really did. And, um, <laughs> and Cash has won a couple manager of the years, and – yeah. You know, took them back to the World Series as Joe did. So, but also, everybody's... it made me think: have have there, ever, in your time covering the Bucks, has there ever been a bad week or month? Oh God! No, you know what? Season? I could not do this list no. because this list, this list is very, very detailed, very comprehensive, and it, and it's restricted to a week. <laughs> I can only do bad years right. because you'd have to, yeah. It's it's a week. It's a nature, yeah. It's really, a, well, football yeah. is one tenth the length of a, a baseball season, so you well, have you, you have go. to go with the yeah, season. There you go. I mean, yeah, and you're just talking about one sixteenth, but I mean, really, <laughs> one jump out. At you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of went, well, really, if we get started down this rabbit hole, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and I've always said this, that like, even though, you know, you have losing records or you have teams that have bad years, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad copy for me or bad stories because yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes the uh, carnage can be worth writing about, too. I mean, there was, I mean, the, the, the Shano years now, you know, you can remember they, they, had, a, uh, they had a MRSA outbreak. And they tended the building. Um, oh my God, I forgot you know, about that. Jo Josh Freeman, uh, you know, just kind of like zones out and <laughs> they can't find him before the first last bus pulls out at the Jets. And, you know, he ends up getting uh, put on the active suite. And, you know, it was just a lot of weird stuff went down, man. Of course, all the firings and the Gruden, the end of the Gruden um, deal was weird. Like so, yeah. It's you can't. <laughs> me, for me, it's like weird. oh, weird, yes. oh, they had a couple <laughs> bad weeks. Oh, oh, that's that's that's. You know what? That's unfortunate. I'm sorry that all that had to happen in a week. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll try try 17 of those for about 12 straight years with no playoffs. Okay, and could get back to me. Not Josh Freeman. Problems. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You got interesting. Beat. The, the, you got the race beat. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, listen, Derek, this has been fun. We should do this more, but uh, I guess Steve will be back tomorrow. Yeah, um, I kind of have a, I kind of have a full slate. But you get, uh, anytime you, you, you fill got in. a real job, but <laughs> yeah. But I really appreciate you uh, hopping in, and it's always great to catch up with you. And where can we follow all of the USF comings and goings, which will be mostly coming here. With football starting in just a couple weeks, man, I'm so excited about college football getting going here. Well, the channel, it is Bulls Unlimited. It is on the TuneIn app. We broadcast all the games, and I say all the games, football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, which, again, we're going to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back-to-back nights. Once we get into baseball and softball season, it's just so much fun to be able to do that. But we also, in addition to the play-by-play, we rerun Classic games, in addition to replaying the games that we have, we're going to add some more live coverage of press conferences and that kind of things, that kind of thing. And I do a show three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. It repeats every half hour from 7 to 10. We also put it out on social. Just follow me at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P. But for the actual channel, if you have the TuneIn app or you don't, go to the TuneIn app. It's free to download and just Type Bulls Unlimited and you'll find us. That's where we are. And uh, if you do Spotify, and you can actually subscribe to our podcast page. I know a lot of people do that with Sports Day Tampa Bay, but we call that the Bulls Unlimited Unloaded page. It's where we unload the shows, and so you can listen back. And sometimes, you know, if it's you know uh, something that happens on a Monday afternoon, like today, I interviewed the head volleyball coach Jolene Shepherdson. It was like a 25-minute deal. And like I'm not going to make everybody wait until Wednesday morning to hear it. So that's already out there on social media, that kind of thing. But nice. it's going to be fun, and uh, we'll be on there as far as football goes. 90 minutes, it's one of the new, new things we're doing this year. We're actually going to make the pregame show the full two hours for home games because we want people listening on the way to the game. We're going to do a lot more stuff live from the stadium. I'm going to be in the tailgate party trying to get the coach off the bus. We're going to do stuff like that. But for the road games, we're going to cut it to 90 minutes because, you know, people aren't listening on the way to the game in, in Western Kentucky. So uh, we'll, we'll be on the air <laughs> in a couple of Saturdays, 90 minutes before kickoff, and then back at Raymond James Stadium ready to go for the season as far as the home opener in a few weeks. It's all it's all happening, and we love covering it. Holy cow, he's the hardest-working play-by-play man and just guy in general at USF, it seems. Uh, and I can't wait for the, the new announcement of the new things coming on with Alex Golish and the, and the coaching shows. We will not be calling in. Um, <laughs> that That's disappointing. But uh, good luck, Coach, and uh, I will hang up and listen. That's perfect. There you go. Thanks again, Derek. Uh, and uh, for Steve Burson, we'll be back tomorrow. I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.